Check. Check, check. You gotta talk a little louder, Bresky. Check. There we go. There we go. Check. It was our wedding day. Soy, we already got some of it. It's not soy. Did you Dad, say soy sand? Why did you fart? Dad? I didn't fart yet. Yeah, you did. Uh, not yet. I heard you. No, that was my chair. Did you say soy sand? No, I didn't mean. Like soy sauce, but for sand. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I have Spider Packs. What's up, buddy? Hello. So what we're doing is something a little bit different. You're going to have to sit closer while we do the recording part, buddy, so they can hear you good. Okay. So we're going to do something a little bit different this week. We've got a uh, conversation about the Steam Deck coming up. We're going to do the leaderboards and all that jazz. But because I didn't have the crew with me this week, Zach being sick, Kali being uh, taking care of family business, and then Joe being out of state, uh, I decided to sit down with Spider Packs. We're playing a little Joe bit. Joe Biden. That is not who I'm sitting down with. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong Joe. The Joe on our show is not is not Bo Jiden. I said Joe Biden. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, so we're playing a little bit of Minecraft. Oh, something hit me. Something hit me in my butt. So we're playing Minecraft live There's on the a show. Spider in the water. Uh, no, nah, there's a, a freaking jerk face uh, skeleton. Zombies. There. So we're, pl- we're playing Minecraft live on the show, and we're gonna Pax is gonna tell us or tell you guys, the listeners, what we've been working on. So why don't you tell them what we what we're doing and then we'll talk about what we created on top of our house. So we are well, we're, wait, didn't we already say what we're trying to do? Well, that was before we were recording. Oh, yeah. So do I say it again? Yeah. Okay. So we are trying to beat the wizard and spawn it first. So I need to get closer to the mic. Yep. I'm so close and it's still not... I need to speak higher. There you go. That's better. Yeah. So we're we're trying to yeah. spawn and fight the wither. What is wither? Um, so it's a... Um, it's a mob that, um... I don't know how to explain it. He flies around. Yeah. He causes extreme chaos, shoots and blows up everything under the sun. And he, lots of fire. It's really hard to, to defeat. Yes, you need diamond armor, which I do not have that. It was fell off. So, okay, so our quest is to spawn the wither. So we've been going deep into the uh, ground. We've been going in the caves. We've been... Uh, mining for stuff. We need to go to the nether. We will go to the nether because we have to get certain ingredients to spawn the said character. But 
What is something that we learned today that's a bit of a tip? If you guys are out there playing Minecraft and you want to get some extra gear, extra loot, extra XP. Okay, so you probably want to uh, get a bucket of water. Yes. Then hit L2. L2 on a fish with that bucket of water. And get a bucket of water with the fish in it. Correct. And then get like a hot tub or something. Then put that bucket in there. And then fish in there. It lets you fish. And it has been one of the coolest little tricks we've found. We're just playing the game. So we in our, in our house, we have a three-story house. And we set up a jacuzzi um, in Paxton's room. That we did yours. We did yours first. So we took a bunch of cobblestone, made a giant jacuzzi frame, you know, out of concrete, essentially, filled it up with water, and we tried to fish in it. We don't get anything. But then when we took a fish in a bucket, threw that in there, then it allows you to fish in there. You don't actually catch the fish that you bring. They just kind of get in the way, but it spawns the little air bubble that looks like fish. And whenever it grabs your lure, your fishing lure, it you you pull out random stuff. Sometimes we pull out we pull out fish. Sometimes we pull out like boots. Guys. Sometimes we pull so out enchanted books. I got this. This. Well, they can't see it, so you have to tell them what this is. Oh, they can't see it. Nope, we're not streaming. I got leather boots. Another pair of leather boots, and they're all. Boots. Yeah, I said. Tell that. them about the enchanted book you found. Oh yeah, I got silk touch. I got a silk touch enchanted book. What, what was the one that you got with mending and and flames and all that stuff? That was you. I didn't get the mending. That yeah, you. you did. You gave me the bow. It was a bow you got. It had mending one. Unbreaking on it. No, no, wait. It's in your. It's supposed to be no one. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's in your room. I'll. I'll. Either way, we've been we've been fishing. We fished for about an hour this morning when we woke up, and we caught all kinds of stuff that were not actually fish. Just different pieces of gear, tons of XP for fishing. Um, it's been pretty cool. Like we we built like a deck off of our our house to go fish over the actual body of water that was in the game and found that just turning our entire the entire roof of our house into a giant fishing hole was much better. So we're fishing right now actually. <laughs> I'm not I'm trying to find my fishing rod. Okay. Yeah you should probably find your fishing rod. Oh I, yeah my fishing rod is lore two and breaking one. Yeah. It's one of the best fish rods. So what do you what does it mean when you enchant something? Ooh makes it really good. Makes it really strong. Sometimes yeah. make, it gives you flame abilities. Sometimes it gives you luck. Sometimes but, gives you um, uh, fire protection, so you don't get hurt from fire if you have that on your um, like helmet or something. Yep. So you can have extra protection on your armor. So you can you can do all kinds of stuff. Add little perks and stuff to make yourself more powerful. I just got a bowl. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so this week, we just wanted to do a quick little jump into the show, give you guys a trophy tip. Obviously, you can get the majority of the things you want from joining like a tutorial world on Minecraft. But if you have an established world and you just want to get some extra gear, get some extra XP, and it is a trophy for taking a bucket, 
going in the water and scooping up a fish in a bucket. Of water. That's right. You it, it, it calls it a bucket of salmon, is that what it's called? A bucket of any fish. There you go. Cool. It can be any fish. All right, you got anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Just with our little but trophy it cannot, tip? It cannot be a squid. That's right. So, Can't be a squid. Are we going to end it? Yeah, we just just a little short little piece. Just so, so, a little trophy tip for everybody. Okay. You got anything else you want to say? Um, well, probably not. All right, say later, nerds. Later, nerds. It's the Lupros Podcast. We're going to talk about video games and mow your grass. Lupros Podcast. We're going to talk about butts and slurp and penises. <coughs> so stay. All right, everybody, we are back. I'm going to give you the normal run of the show. Things are going to be a little disjointed and out of whack this week, but hope you enjoy it. Nonetheless, uh, had a, <laughs> uh, Spider Packs and I were testing out the new setup, uh, moved everything down into the basement, got everything rocking and rolling. So I figured while we were kind of tinkering around, playing some Minecraft, I would, you know, hook, hook everything up, make sure it was working correctly. So we did a little bit for you in the beginning. Going to jump into the leaderboards and the backlog beatdown. Uh, but first, this is the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you guys so much for all that you all that you do. Uh, I, I listen in to all the stuff, sharing it, all that good stuff, man. Definitely want you guys to check out uh, the YouTube content, jump in the Discord. Uh, I put the link tree in the description of every show on all platforms. So uh, if you're curious... If you listen to the show at any point in time, you're like, hey, you know what? They, these guys got some good stuff going on. Pretty decent community. People are, you know, gaming together, uh, boosting trophies together, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, we've got action in the Facebook group. We've got action in the Discord. So definitely be a part of those things. Jump on the Instagram. I try to post on there once in a blue moon just to keep it alive. Instagram is not my main platform of choice. So I'm just trying to put a little something out there. That's where I drop the memes. Uh, so definitely check that stuff out. If you are a Patreon, thank you so much for your patronage. We got our Patreon producers for the month. Want to give a shout out to those guys. Um, my name is FMAO. I almost called him Dat once ago. Redbeard Rick, CJ, the affectatious uh, Sony Donk Pony. Uh, and then El Presidente, the T-Bird. That is our March um, uh, Patreon producer. So thank you guys so much for supporting us there. Uh, thank you. Hope you guys are digging the extra content we throw out there. So I'm going to put some more stuff on there. I'm getting kind of co- and getting everything set up, getting everything lined up. So hopefully I'll be knocking out some content for you guys, jumping all over the place with some cool stuff. Um, CJ will be on in April. We got a couple more game devs coming up. So definitely some cool stuff coming. Uh, the conversation that I'm going to end the show with is between myself and one of our patrons, Matt G. Uh, it was an excellent conversation. A little bit of foreshadowing there. Uh, we recorded that first. That's why things are kind of out of order because I, I did the show with him. I did a little test piece with uh, Spider Packs while we were playing Minecraft. And um, so here we are. So as far as what I've been playing, that's pretty much it, man. A little Minecraft. I'll talk later with Matt about just a few odds and ends here and there. But I'm not a ton of playing. Uh, well, excuse me, not a diverse amount of playing, but Spider Packs and I put in some work on Minecraft. 
late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. So did a lot of fishing, a lot of fishing. So I definitely appreciate you guys checking everything out. Here we go in the True Trophies leaderboard. If you're listening to the show, go to truetrophies.com. Set yourself up a little profile. Link it with your PlayStation account. And it will track all of your trophies that you that you get, whether you get them intentionally or accidentally, in first place for the week, for the past seven days. It resets every seven days. That one Seagal with 99 freaking trophies. Playing some Phantom Pain, man. He went from a spam, just a crazy amount of spam, into the Phantom Pains. That's dope, dude. Affectations Dawn with 67. Playing some GT7, Gran Turismo. Now, I want to go ahead and throw this out there. There's lots of community questions about GT7. All the community questions in general are being saved until next week. I didn't want to ask them to Matt. No offense to Matt, but he, they were kind of directed towards, you know, well, I guess now I'm thinking about it. In hindsight, he would have definitely been uh, a good uh, a person to have talk about GT7 because he's been playing it. Uh, but I was I wanted to save him for Joe. That was kind of where my head was at. So Joe's been playing. Joe is a, a defender of gt7 so i kind of wanted to save them for that and then some of them there's a, a you know one that was directed towards Kali. she wasn't gonna be here so just kind of hang tight and uh hopefully we'll have just a huge episode of community questions next week in third place mr tmnt 84 playing some streets of rage for fourth place grounded gamer playing some gta 5 and then fifth place red beer rick playing some final fantasy 7 Red Bear Rick got 31, the Grounded Gamer got 51, and Mr. Team NT84 got 65 trophies. So good job, guys. Good freaking job. All right, now I'm going to back it up, head on over to the True Achievements leaderboards. Same idea if you're an Xbox player or a Windows player, anywhere you can get some Microsoft achievements. Hey, even if you're playing Minecraft on the Switch. Uh, just set yourself up a profile, link them up. First place is Satic with 4,000. 35 achievement points or gamer score. Second place, Sony Pony to you, 3,695 achievement points or gamer score. Third place, I'm styling on you, bro, with 1,015 achievement points or gamer score. Playing some Quantum Break. I see, I see, I see. Uh, then we're going to go GDI Master Race in fourth place with 285 achievement points or gamer score. And then the Bearded Nerd right before he went down with the Boo Boo virus. 240. Playing some Batman Arkham Asylum. Very good. Very good. I even see I drop roaches on here with a 175 in sixth place. Playing some Call of Duty Vanguard. Good job. So that is what's up. All right. Now I'm going to round us out with our backlog beatdown. Um, this, hopefully, everything is updated and all done correctly. Myself and that one Seagal, Mr. JT, were updating at the same time. We may or may not have. Uh, <laughs> stepped on each other's toes. So, first place, CJ, 35 points. Second place, Diego, 33 points. He's coming for you. Uh, we got third place. We got Gareth Davis with 29 points. Good job, Gareth. Uh, I am in fourth with 28 points. Tied with JT and Redbeard Rick. Man, it's a three-way. Hey, hey. So, good job, guys. Next up, we got I'm Stalling Your Bro 18, Joseph Priestley with 16, Zach the Bearded Nerd with 11. We got James the Nerd with 10. Come on, man. You freaking Redbeard Rick showing that boy, teaching him the ways. And then we got a 
four-way with Alex, Homer, Corey, and Tricky with nine points. Noah has eight. He is chipping away at Horizon Forbidden West, so he will have some points on the board soon, very soon. He told me he's at over the halfway point now. Uh, we got Jared with seven, uh, Yield with six. We got MZ with five. We got James T-Bird with three. And then we got the everybody else, you know, T, uh, uh, Jim, John Michael, Kalai, Levi, and Spider Packs with two. Spider Packs, unfortunately, Minecraft doesn't really have – it has some what of a credits. We went to the Ender Dragon and then portaled out of there. And I didn't realize it does, it does have credits there and i almost would have given him credit for it but we had already beat the ender dragon so we went to the end and he was gone you know we hadn't respawned him yet and so then we just teleported out it rolls the minecraft credits which is not a big set of credits anyways and then bounce i was like sorry son i can't really count that one that doesn't seem very fair so there's our leaderboards there's our backlog beatdown. if you are listening to the show if you're new to the show and you don't know what this is. Hey, Backlog Beatdown is a year-long event that we're running where you guys, all you got to do is play games and beat them, submit screenshots of your trophy stamps or your ending credits, and we will give you some points, put you on the board. Uh, the breakdown of the points is pretty simple and very fair. If it's a 2022 game, it's one point for beating it. If it's a 2021 game or older, it's two points for beating it. And if you ever 100% or platinum, those trophies and achievements you get an additional point so that's what's up guys i uh, hope you guys enjoyed um this this week this show i mean it's it's a little disjointed it's you know three different segments essentially but um the, the ending conversation is really really good it's about the steam deck and i think you guys are going to enjoy it, especially if you are interested in the steam deck at all so with that being said I'm going to bounce out of here. I'm going to uh, insert that conversation now. And everybody, hopefully we'll be back next week ready to rock and roll. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me tonight, we have a longtime patron, friend of the show, and the only person I know with a Steam Deck. We got Matt G in the house. How you doing, brother? Hey, good. What's going on, everyone? So the way the show's going to work... It is going to be a little bit different this week. I'm going to have some segments patched in. This is going to be in the place of our, you know, this week's official topic or our interview section, however you want to look at it. Um, and I know I said I wasn't doing an interview this week because the interview I had, I actually had pushed to next week because of some of the house renovations I'm working on. And so this actually works out perfect with everyone being out and or sick because I get to sit down with you, which Matt, I reached out to you. To bring you onto the show specifically to talk about the Steam Deck, but since it's just you and me, now we're going to talk about some other stuff as well. So this is going to work out pretty good. If you listen to the show, you've probably already heard me do the intro. We've already done the leaderboards, all that, all that bullcrap. So you heard me intro the show again. It's just how I get my groove, I get my flow. And so what I'm going to do is, I we're obviously not going to toast in the beginning of the show. Because we're going to toast right now. So, Matt, if you will, crack one open with me. So, this this week's toast is going to go out to our Patreon producers. It's going to go out to you, Matt, for joining me on the show. And with late notice, I hit you up this morning not knowing that everyone wasn't going to be here. So, I appreciate you coming in clutch and making it work. But, uh, man, we have just got – it's been such a wild, wild week. So much crazy stuff going on. 
Uh, did you watch the state of play with Ho- uh, for Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah, my wife's really big into Harry Potter, and it was. Uh, I'm not, but I was still thoroughly impressed. Dude, it looks so good. Now I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm not a. I like the movies pretty good, and then I took my family to do the uh, Universal Harry Potter stuff, and that was actually like really really cool. So I'm not like against Harry Potter. I, I didn't think I was going to be into it as much as I am, but that game looks freaking dope. I showed it to my kids. My kids are so freaking stoked, man! Like they are ready. That's going to be uh, that's going to be an experience in the Elsor House. That's going to be dope. So lots of cool stuff going on, and uh, we actually we actually want to pour one out for uh, Zach, the bearded nerd, who couldn't be here tonight. He's got some weird stomach bugs, some GI problems. And um, he uh, has been throwing up. He actually went to the hospital, had to get a couple bags of fluid because he got so dehydrated. So uh, we're going to toast all the fun stuff. We're going to pour one out for Zach. And if you guys don't mind just taking a moment, go into Facebook, whether you go into the Loot Bros podcast group, the Discord, whatever, and just say, hey, Zach, sorry about your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So... Matt, before we get into it, I just kind of want to set the stage, right? So I'm down here in love and life. I'm sitting in my basement. It's the first time I've recorded in the basement in months. Uh, I've got all of my gaming systems, all of my my uh, office stuff is just sitting around me in boxes, okay? I've got my PS5 sitting beside me, not even plugged up. It's kind of unfortunate. I wish it was. Um, I've got my studio monitors over here. I got like some new guitar equipment because we're we are in the studio We've been in the studio the past few Sunday nights um, working on uh, the Ninja Loot album. Um, I said past few. Technically, it was last Sunday and then tomorrow, as of this time of recording. By the time you hear this, it'll be the past two Sunday nights. But that's kind of where we're at right now. Now that I'm done with my uh, MLO, we're freaking you know booking our Sunday nights to, to finish up this album. I got this. I got some new equipment. You know, I've been kind of putting off buying it until I was ready to really dig into it. So freaking excited, man! But nothing's hooked up, so I'm not playing any games, with the exception of my Switch. And I know you will appreciate that. You know, I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan in the world. I'm not really anti-Nintendo, and I have a Switch, but I don't really use it that often. But this week, the Switch has been has come in the clutch. It's been it's been my best friend. So I have been ripping up carpet, ripping up flooring, ripping out bathrooms in the evenings after work. And after about four or five, sometimes six hours a night, I'll I'll get my shower, I'll lay down on the bed and I'll pull my switch out. Now I've been playing Resident Evil five on the Switch. Ooh. It's so good. Like it's so freaking good. Like I've beat it on the Switch for the backlog beatdown last year. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back through it. I'm going to unlock all the super weapons. I'm going to freaking, I might 100%. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just, I'm having a blast. I got myself a nice, um, it's a Nintendo Switch brand grip. So it's not like one of the really super cool ones like Joe has. But it's perfect to lay in bed and play the freaking Switch. Like it's been, it's been awesome. So it's a shame all my other Nintendo co-hosts aren't here because <laughs> they're like, "What? Are you sick? Are you dying?" <laughs> but uh, I've been I've been playing some Switch. I've been playing some Minecraft with the kids today. So we played. Uh, we loaded up. My son's been begging me to play. 
And I told him, I said, as soon as I get the house in order I'll, and, and cook dinner, I will play a little bit of Minecraft. We, we loaded up um, an old save from 2017 where I had gone through and platinumed Minecraft and transferred my save over with like everything kind of built up in the world that I needed. And um, platinum it on the Vita, platinum it on PS3, PS4, all that stuff. And so I really, you know, my young, I mean, excuse me, my oldest and I have like hours and hours and hours put into Minecraft. And so we we were sitting around, you know, this evening, we're like loaded the the save up. And it's like, oh my gosh, dude, it's so freaking cool. Like it is so, there's so much stuff. It was so much nostalgia, even for just five years ago. But it was like all the work we put in, all the diamond stuff that we had, the the rooms that we built in this giant house. We carved out like the center of a mountain, like like this giant mountain that was that was like we we carved the whole thing out, built a house, and then we uh, we have like water behind us. We got a farm in front of us, and I just built this giant like bridge that takes you all the way to the local water hole. So that we can start fishing, and that's what we're going to do tonight. After we record, we're going to fish until we nice. fall asleep. Now, you said you have a Oculus Quest, right? No, my brother has a Quest Two. My brother got has a PSVR. Okay. Oh, okay. Because it, I have the original Oculus Quest, and jumping off your Minecraft point, there's actually a way to play Minecraft in VR, and what? it's really a trip. Does it look good? I mean, does it look yeah. cool? Or? It looks looks just like Minecraft, and it's it's from the first person view. It fills the entire field of view, and just like Minecraft, you go out there and punch trees. Dude, that's just don't, so awesome. Just undo a tier wall. It is. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like you're hitting the dog. No, no, no. That's a pig. I'm getting that. <laughs> I'm, I'm farming this pig over here. It's so crazy, man, because like my daughter come running over there and she had a room in our house from years ago and she's like, oh, my gosh, I remember this. And like we had all these dogs and stuff like saved in a room. And uh, we had an iron golem patrolling the, uh, the the territory. It was crazy, dude. Like Minecraft is a game that at first glance I thought was just like not for me. I thought it was dumb. And I played it with my son just just because that's what I do. I mean, you guys hear me talk about stuff all, all the time on the show. Like, I'll play games with my kids that maybe I don't love or that doesn't appeal to me just so that I'm doing stuff with them. And that's a game that just, once it got its hooks in me, I mean, we have hundreds of hours in Minecraft. Like, it's crazy. So, that's that's really all I've been playing. Um, uh, Matt, what have you been, what you got uh, going on? Surely you've been playing something. Yeah, uh, currently the big three. I'm still on my Pokemon Legends Arceus kick. I've opened up the fifth area, the Ice Mountains. So I'm just making my way through the story there. But I've kind of sidetracked from that game because of the other two games I've been playing. And I feel like I just need to go back and finish the story in that just to say I could be done with it. I beat the game and I can focus on the other two games wholly as I wanted to. So the second game, Horizon Forbidden West, I actually ended up, I had taken the week off when it came out and logged about 50 hours playing it. Wow, that's awesome. So again, another massive, massive game that just, I spent so much time sidetracking and exploring and finding those walls you can't get over until you progress the story more. So 
as good as the story is, I begrudgingly moved it forward so that way I can get access to the tools I need to right. go back and, and do some of the other things. And lately I've been on the arena challenges and I, I know you said you picked it up recently and I, I don't think you've had much time to play it and I'm not trying to spoil anything, but there's an arena challenge where you can get medals to get gear and the gear is some seriously sick gear, but the challenges are tough. That's dope. Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't played it personally. My son downloaded it, and he's playing it on his PlayStation. And I, every day I've come home this week, he's like, "Dad, I played Horizon. It's so good." And he'll like start to spoil it for me. I'm like, "Nope, no, no. Please don't tell me." <laughs> like once I'm done with all of the stuff we got going on, you know, my it, wife it, saved up honeydews from November, so <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "I am ready to ruin your life." It's. It is such a good game, and I only have really one big gripe with it. And it's, I don't know why they made this decision, but it's a gameplay uh, choice they made. Where in the old one, you could just pick up stuff as you run along. Right. Here, as you're going to pick something up, it physically stops Aloy for, you know, a second to pick up the item and put it in your pack. And it just seems like such a weird gameplay design that holds up your flow of movement that it, it's very irksome, but doesn't deter me from saying this game is a masterpiece. That's awesome, dude. I can't, I can't wait, man. Like I'm, I'm super stoked. I put off, uh, you know, I had to decide what we're going to do between Elden Ring horizon and WWE. And, uh, my kids aren't crazy into Pokemon. So like I got saved from not having to buy that one just yet, but horizon was a must. And then, my son said he wanted Elden Ring for his birthday in July. So I was like, okay, cool. That'll buy us some time on that one. And then, uh, and, and WWE, I was like, man, I was thinking about treating myself to it, but I know that I won't play it once I turn on Horizon. So I'm going to wait. Since uh, Joe let me, he let, he let me share play it, test it out, make sure it wasn't broken and janky. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, I'm very stoked, man. That's a lot of good stuff. It's such a massive game. And I'm still. Looking at the reviews, people said, oh, you can mainline the story in 29 to to 40 hours. And here I am at 50, nowhere near done, just exploring, opening up secrets, taking down uh, different machines. And I'm happy to report that the variety of machines that they introduced in this game is a lot more than what was in the first one. So it's really neat seeing the evolution of what they did in the first one. That's awesome. That's awesome. And the the quick travel and quick loading, the PS5 is amazing. Whereas in the first one, I'd, I'd have time to scroll my phone. And by the time I look down at my phone with Forbidden West and look back up, I'm loaded into the next area. That's awesome. <laughs> that was the worst part about um, about the original game, yep. man. Was, it's just the load times between quick travel. Horrendous. So it didn't make it worth quick traveling because you'd have to load forever. I would just travel on foot and be like, well. On my way there, I'm going to go fight these dinos. Well, that was the same thing I had with the first one. They gave you a mount, but I think in the base game, you couldn't actually pick anything up when you were on your mount. I believe you're correct on that one. And it was, I think they fixed it in the Frozen Wilds, but it was a, a massive oversight that I never used the mount in the first game because it, it would be too slow Oh, I got to get more. I got to get off the mount. Then I got to yep. get back on the mount. So it was just, again, weird gameplay design choices that they've since fixed. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I've, I've listened to some reviews on the game 
And a lot of people are like, eh, it's more Horizon. I'm like, thank you, Lord. That's what I wanted. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I know. And it's so funny when people are ta- saying that. I'm like, you know what, man? If you would have deviated and done something wild and crazy, it would have been like, you had such a good formula. Why did you change it? You don't change it too much. You just innovate a little bit and just give me more of what I want. And people are like, oh, it's just more of what I, more of what I had before. I'm like, thank goodness on this one. Because I put, I think I was right, right about 69 hours is what I put into Platinum, the last one. And I didn't want it to be over. Like, I was just so into that, that loop of tracking dinosaurs, you know, or robot dinosaurs, freaking using the different, you know, weapons on them, rope casting them, blowing stuff off of them, slow motion, you know, doing, oh my God, the slow motion stuff when you jump and dive and, and aim and shoot. I, mean, I got to where I was using the slingshot a lot, dude, just because it was so much fun. Yeah, and this one, I know some of you all had complaints about the melee in the first one being the weakest link. Yeah. They've massively improved the melee. There's an entire skill tree dedicated to melee, oh, and awesome. they have different combos and things you could do to interweave it with your ranged attacks, and they they have melee pit challenges that you can go in and train. So they, they took everybody's suggestion and, and gripes about the first one and really, really... Uh, improved it which is why that weird thing about having to stop every time you need to pick something up is just so jarring dude that's awesome that's awesome i'm excited and and then finally elden ring i mean i this was a game that was on my radar but i wasn't going to pick it up and then all of my buddies picked it up and started playing it and i had to i had money in my steam wallet burning a hole <laughs> and i said okay and sure enough i've picked it up i rolled my first character who is a samurai and i am now uh voyaging the land between as a dual wielding samurai warrior and it's a lot of fun that's awesome that's what i keep hearing man everybody keeps saying this game is just fun so. uh, and i wasn't big on the souls games i tried bloodborne i tried dark souls and i just couldn't get in the groove and that's always been a me problem it's not a, a dark souls problem i've always said it because I know there's a ton of people who love the game and I just couldn't jive with the controls, but there's something about Elden Ring that everything flows so smoothly and yeah, being open world, meaning if I hit a wall, I can go do something else for a little bit to level as opposed to being stuck on the same loop time and time again. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. My son loves the souls games. I'm sure you've heard me talk about that multiple times and you know, I, I didn't love uh, Bloodborne. I played it to completion, but like, I don't know. It was cool. And I played a little bit of Dark Souls 3. And those games, I don't know if it's really that I don't jive with the games as much as mentally I understand that I'm going to die and have to start over in areas. Or, or uh, start over might not be the proper way of looking at it, but like, I know that I'm going to die and I'm going to have to spend time on a boss. And I, I, I think the mental game that I play with myself over, over time management and, and, you know, do, do I really feel like I'm going to make anywhere today? Is this really what I need to be doing? I think I get in my own head about them. And I, I think I, I keep myself from enjoying them more than I could. You know, so I'm also trash at them. So there's that. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's how I felt about the, the, predecessors to elden ring if i got stuck on a boss there really wasn't much else for me to do except continue banging my head against the boss good bad or indifferent 
But this one, the ability to be able to just go somewhere else, try something new. And honestly, the fun part of this is playing with our friends. They made it so easy for your friends to join you to help you beat that difficult boss. And one of the fun things we do in our group is on Discord, since we're playing on PC, we'll stream to each other. And they'll look over me and go, where the hell are you? Where, what is that? Where did you, what'd you find there? And that's been the most fun we've had of the game is sharing the things that we're each finding together. That's dope. So, so when you say that the, uh, that they made it easier to actually play together, like, you know, that's another thing that's always been a little obtuse in that game is just, or the souls games is like, the actual matchmaking, like, is it still the same concept or is it, is it, have they changed the concept up and made it easier to do? So because it's open world, it's, it's a little different because in the old souls games, you're just on a linear corridor for the lack of a better concept here. Since it's open world, you can call your buddies in to help you fight a boss or travel around with you in an open air. You just can't, go too far from them they limit you on the number of flasks you could use and the it kind of makes it that if anything happens and you split up then it'll it'll make your partner go away and you're on your own so it's they've been facing a number of connection issues it's been slowly getting better but uh, what it is is they have a couple different methods of summoning your partner and everybody can go in and type a special group name and passphrase to make sure you don't just get a random invite that you can actually right. invite your friend and they have two different items one you can summon them right where they're at uh, using these summoning statues and if they hit one then you can summon them to the one you're closest to. And then they also have the method of where you use what's called a furled finger and you just write your name on the ground. And when the host looks for them, they just have to look for the symbol on the ground and summon them there. So it's, it's very smooth, very convenient. That's awesome, dude. That's, that's really cool. I think that's, that's another thing too. When I, I think inevitably I will play Elden Ring. And I'll play it with my son. And that's going to be something I'm going to try to... I know he'll be playing with his buddies and he'll be way over-leveled in between the first and second time that I actually pick the controller up. But uh, I think that's something that we're going to do together. So I think you'll guys have a lot of fun because you'll be also able to trash talk each other. Be like, oh, how'd you die to that guy? And then yeah. you, know, you get hit with a hammer. Well, it's so funny because like with games like that, you know, I'll tell it. I'll get him the old... I'll give him the old get good. Because see, we play, when we play Bloodborne, right? We played with two of his buddies, um, and one of these kids is a little older, a couple years older, but he, that's why he plays games like crazy, man. Like, just, he kind of like, I don't want to say no life some, but he's, he, he plays. And so typically by the time we get on a game that he's been playing, he's already done everything there is to do. And he had already platinum Bloodborne when I, whenever Noah and I were playing it together. And so, uh, <laughs> He was talking, they were talking all this crap about how good he is and how blah, blah, blah. And we go fight a boss together and I'd be the last man standing constantly. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I know I'm trash, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> so like you guys are dead. I'm over here carrying the group and y'all supposed to be walking me through this game. And, uh, which yeah, their words, not mine, but yeah, <laughs> it's that, that would frequently happen to me in monster hunter because I'm the most experienced out of the group. And Kali will tell you where uh, I'll be more upset with myself when I fail to 
to lead the group. <laughs> and well, that wasn't supposed to happen. Okay, yep. all right. Well, I guess I have a bit to learn. Well, what's funny is they'll be they'll all you know all three of them be like, oh man, you you're so trash. It would depend on what combination we're playing with. Like, wow, no, your your dad really is trash at this game. And then because uh, I'll die to some random NPC just like like a dingus. I'll I'll go get hit by some ogre off the side of a mountain or something, you know. And uh, and I'm like, you know, arguably like I'm pretty terrible at this game. And then we'll get to a an actual boss, and I'm then I'm actually really trying not to die because I don't want to. And uh, and then they all die. And I'm left to friggin' fight them on my own. And uh, that that I don't remember what his name is, but the the friggin' basket head boss on Bloodborne, um, that shoots the the one hit like little white light out of him or whatever, they'll kill you. Yeah, you got me. I'm he's got not like familiar with those guys. He's got like a cage on his head. Either way, I'm sure Tanner's listening to the show right now and he's screaming his name. <laughs> like, ah, why are you so stupid? Why don't you just say his name? And so, uh, anyways, that, that that particular boss will just friggin', I mean, we probably died 20 times to him. And and finally figured out that the method to beat him was brute force him. Like, don't try to play tricks. Don't try to be cute and get around him and dodge his attacks. Like if you just rush him, especially with the three of us playing, or four of us playing, um, no, I think it was only three of us playing. It, I don't even, it, yeah, it's it four. Either way, um, dude, it was crazy. Like it was just we beat him, and it was so like, are you kidding me? That's all I had to do the whole time. <laughs> it, it's funny because in this open world format, you can get attacked by anything at any time, and there's been plenty of times that I'll be riding. Uh, they give you a spirit horse called Torrent very early on in the game to help you traverse the world. And you're just going down an open field thinking life is hunky-dory. Suddenly a boss bar appears and you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and you just nope out of left field. No, 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 I'm, I'm good. No, sir, sir, this is a Wendy's. You can't do that here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds really cool, man. Like I, That game's getting nothing but high praise. You know, everyone, uh, I was talking to T-Bird and uh, T-Bird switched back to day shift. So me and T-Bird been able to hang out and talk a good bit. And, um, you know, we were, uh, we were talking the other day and him and this other guy named Steve that we, that we work with. Steve's a huge Souls fan. Like That's all he plays the Souls games. And uh, they were just both raving about like the first week came out and they've got 50, 60 hours in. I'm like, dude, it's been out for 48 hours. How'd you do that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm at, just looking at my Steam stats, I'm at 39 hours now. And, you know, there are days I get to play it immediately after work, and sometimes I don't get to play it. But for as skeptical as I was, and again, not because of the game, it's just my experience with these games, I never would have seen myself putting in those sort of hours into this game. And yet here it is. I'm loving it. Good, good. That's awesome, dude. All right. I probably well, won't platinum it. Well, you know, that's uh that's for the, <laughs> the real sick and twisted guys out there. <laughs> Try, trying to give Tricky a uh, heart attack over there. Yeah, I know, right? So now, Tricky don't play hard games. Hey, Tricky ain't playing nothing anymore now that we're doing this no uh this this spam <laughs> celibacy. The dude ain't even playing games anymore. So all right, Matt. So like it's been awesome, man. It's really cool that you've been playing some of the games that I haven't been able to play. Because now the listeners actually get to hear someone with an actual educated opinion talk about this stuff. So that's really dope. And that is really what I brought you on here for tonight because I really wanted to hear your opinion 
on the Steam Deck. So before we get into that, um, why don't you kind of tell everybody a little bit about like, you know, I guess uh, your gaming profile, like you play everything, right? Yeah, I don't have a loyalty to any one company. I, you've you've seen me chime in going yep. back and forth about the Xbox and PlayStation war you guys have had with CJ. <laughs> it's all in good fun and I love it. But it, back in the day, way back in the day, I was a Sega guy and we see how that turned out. Yep. So I had the Genesis, I had the Saturn and the Dreamcast, and I learned my lesson. So my gaming profile is I play any and every system, but I don't necessarily play any and every game. So my experience is limited to my favorite genres. So again, open world stuff, Grand Theft Autos, first person shooters, real time strategies. Uh, I do a little RPG stuff. I don't do so many sports games. I used to. I used to be big into NHL. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, NHL PA 93, NHL 94, NHL 95. And into the 2000s, I would play them. But I just started losing my interest in that. That moved over into wrestling. I remember I used to bring my PlayStation 2 over to my cousin's house to play SmackDown. And that was so much fun. So good. But if you look at my my entertainment room now, you'll see the PS5, a secondary PC, the Xbox Series X as the showstoppers front and center. But then on the bookshelves next to it, I've got my original NES, my Sega Genesis, a Saturn, a Dreamcast. Uh, couple other things i've had the psp i've had the ps vita i still have those i have the ds i have had the the switch off to the side of one of the books i've got uh, i don't know three or four docks across the house so i could just hook up the switch to whatever tv i want to play on at that point in time and i'm lucky enough to have a wife who not only supports all this but joins me in all this so she plays a lot of the games I do, and a lot of the games our friends do. We each have our own PCs. She's got a 2080 Super in hers, uh, thanks to Kalai and Jim. I have a th- RTX 3090 in mine. I was lucky enough to get one right around before the boom start. So I can play anything and everything anybody puts out. So my profile is, is I. I can do whatever comes my way, which led me to get the Steam Deck because in this household, we tend not to go without getting a system anymore. If we can get it, we'll get it. And I was actually waffling on the Steam Deck because I got my reservation in nice and early. It was within like the first two minutes of the pre-orders going live and I was put in the Q1 bracket which was astounding. And I really liked the way steam did their reservation system compared to all the headaches we went through for PS five and Xbox. Uh, as a side story, I, ever since release, I was able to secure four different PlayStation fives and a series X. I'm sorry, two series X's and not to scalp them, but to make sure other people who wanted to get the systems could get them. We were sold at market value. Awesome. So, that's really what I like to see is people playing and enjoying games, not trying to 
sell things for massive profit, but you know, people will do what people do. That's really good, man. That's really awesome that you, uh, that you've been doing that kind of stuff. So got to make sure everybody's out there getting them games in. Every system we got for retail value was a system. The scalpers didn't. <laughs> That's right. It's a meta game trying to keep them down. They're the enemy. Yep. So, well, that's awesome. So now there's three models of the Steam Deck. So which one did you end up getting? So I ended up purchasing the highest tier model, the 512 gigabyte version, mostly because of the etched glass that helps reduce reflective light. And I can say it's definitely worth that purchase. They also have a 256 gigabyte version. And then I believe the 256 was around 500 ish dollars. The 512 gigabyte was 650. And then the base level $400 version has 64 gigabytes of, uh, I think it's called MDC memory. It's not very, it's not as fast as the memory in the mid and top tier steam decks. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what are your overall impressions of it? Like, how does it feel in your hands? Like, uh, what do you like about it? Dislike about it? First impressions are it's heavy. Take a switch, multiply it by about two and a half. And it's a, a pretty hefty system but it feels good. Whereas you mentioned you had earlier, earlier you had grips, special grips for the switch, right? right? Because it feels awkward sometimes playing on those small little controllers. Yep. These controllers fit nicely into my hands. And I I don't know if my hands classify as big or midsize, whatever. It feels good. It feels like I've got a grip on the system that I'm not going to break it. If I, if I have to one hand it for a second or two to scratch my head and but it's heavy. And if you're sitting in bed, don't be holding this thing over your face because (laughs) when you drop it, it's going to (laughs) hurt. But the buttons feel good. They feel responsive. The track pads are a nice touch. I don't make a ton of use of them. Sometimes because of traditional controller, I, I generally use an Xbox controller on my PC because of the positioning of the thumbstick to where the D-pad is, sometimes my thumb naturally goes down to the trackpad, which is below the thumbstick, and I have to remind myself to go left of the tra- of the thumbstick to get to the D-pad. So it feels good. The screen is a really good size. Uh, most games are scaled to 720p, and it looks phenomenal on the screen. You have direct controls over... The brightness of the screen, you can make it as dark or as bright as you want with a quick button press. You don't have to go into the individual game menus to do that unless you want to. And it's overall a well thought out system. It's made with repair in mind, you know, and as any tech company will do, well, this may void your warranty, but Valve has with iFixit to produce replacement parts if needed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, just making it easy to get parts, whereas Nintendo you have to go get some sort of third-party ribbon to fix your Joy-Con drift if you don't want Nintendo to fix it. So they even put out a video that said, listen, we don't recommend opening your Steam Deck, but if you did, here's what it might look like. (laughs) Yeah, I love their entire attitude. I was very 
hesitant to get it at first. It was a lot of money, but I'm happy with my purchase. And I feel that some of the cons that I'll be going into are going to be fixed in time because a lot of it is software based. The hard the hardware is solid. It's RDNA two AMD processor tech uh, and GPU technology, which. To those of you who just went cross-eyed, it's just it's a very good mobile processing and graphic unit. The openness of the system was what really attracted me to it. The ability to it's a PC, so Valve has said, listen, you can install Windows on it, and they even put out their own Windows drivers a week after it released to the public. And people have gone and installed it and said, no, it actually works better with the Linux and Steam OS overlay. But the fact it's in people's hands and they get to tinker with it and hack it themselves and figure out ways to make it work better, that's going to be the benefit. And things always tend to go better with an open system once it hits the user's hands. Nintendo's out there dmcaing every single video they can be like no don't don't show how to run our games on the steam deck and people are going yo here's how you put yuzu on to play breath of the wild it's it's really a neat little system my biggest concern is it's closed architecture and that after two years what's it going to look like is this thing going to be of are you going to be able to still play some of the more modern games coming out two years down the line because on a PC, you can update the graphics card, you can update processors and RAM, but with the Steam Deck, it's all kind of locked down, which is why I'm really excited for the emulation market that they have out there. Just today, I put in RetroArch, which is a Steam available software. You can go on Steam right now and download RetroArch. And, you know, loading up my, I'm holding up air quotes, legitimately owned backups <laughs> of games that I own that are totally in my library uh, loaded up a link uh, a link to the past and was playing that on the Steam Deck with no hacking or any sort of tomfoolery oh, that's, that's needed. so awesome, dude. It, it's, it's really great. They've got all different emulators out there. They've got, uh, they've got a PSP emulator. They've got a PlayStation emulator. They've got Dreamcast, Genesis, any system you name it, they've got an emulator available just in RetroArch. And that doesn't even go into the fact of all these other things people are putting in the background. I literally just saw a post uh, about three hours ago of somebody emulating, uh, I think it was PlayStation 4, showing Horizon Forbidden West on the system. But, you know, technically that's not legal, so... Yeah, yeah, we're not not endorsing that at all, but... uh, No, of course not. (laughs) But... It's the little system that could, and as anybody might have seen in the past 24 hours, what I put up on the Loop Bros Facebook page, Microsoft worked with Valve to make a modified Edge browser in the system so you can stream Xbox xCloud games to it. And I played about a half hour of Horizon uh, Forza 5, Forza Horizon 5. And then about, you know, 10, 15 minutes of Halo Infinite just to see how that ran. And I've got pretty good internet. I'm on Verizon Fios with one gigabit internet. And it was it was flawless. It was just like I was playing on my computer. So I was really impressed. And, uh, you know, talking about the cons, the battery, (laughs) that's that's always going to be the biggest thing with these mobile systems. And anybody who had a launch switch will tell you. 
three to six hours is not a lot of time when you're gaming on the go. Yep. But it was sorry. It, no, yeah, it I was, was going to say that's pretty awesome, dude. Um, I, I got a couple questions for you, just so I don't want you to get too far out of the way. Because I'll forget. But uh, yep. yep. Um, as far as like um, you know, software goes, have you come across anything that won't like? They, Valve has been releasing lists of games that are not you know, re- available that won't work just yet. Have you come across anything in your library yet that didn't work? There's things that work. So the two lower categories they have are unsupported games that will not run, will not open. I, I just haven't even bothered trying open any of that because there's no purpose to it. Valve said, eh, not not going to work. Like VR games, like Half-Life Alex, for instance. So right. I'm not even going to load that. There's games that they say are unknown that they haven't tested them yet. And I've ran a couple of those and they run, but they may require heavier tweaking on the user side. So for instance, FTL faster than light is an unknown game. They don't know how it is supposed to run, but they'll tell you, Hey, this game uses mouse and keyboard for certain things. So you may run into issues, but it ran just fine. Just have to work around the controls. Hmm. Uh, I loaded up Sonic Generations, and again, it's another unknown game, and there was a lot of lag in it. There was some disconnect between button presses and on-screen actions, and ended up it just wasn't a good port. So there are games out there. There's going to be games in the library, but I mean, I have, I was just looking at this earlier, something like 427 games in my Steam library, so I've got a lot of testing to do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you do so uh th- how's the sound quality like uh, is it does i mean playing obviously with headphones is gonna be the preferred method with things like this but does it sound good or does it sound kind of like high pitched and not great it could be better for instance playing forza horizon 5 all i could really hear is the engine of my car that i was driving really couldn't hear a lot of voices in the background or the music station that was playing but cutscenes were fine as long as there wasn't other stuff going on in the background like you said though there's going to be having bluetooth headsets are going to be your best bet and it, it even has a headphone jack so there's still that option if you want to go that route but it, i hooked up my galaxy buds too to it just fine and audio came through nice and clear so again it's something you'll be doing that'll be draining more of the battery right yeah that's another that's not something that's uh all too important anymore is just the with handhelds using i don't know how the switch works with it because i haven't i haven't tried it yet which is crazy actually as long as i've had this thing but like some of my bluetooth headphones don't work on my vita you know, and it's like, man, if I could just like have one of my earbuds in, just just rolling with the Vita, that would make just the experience so much better. So, um, I, that was I was curious about that. Um, you said the battery life is you know three to six hours is about what you can expect. It really depends on what you're doing, and this is actually what I like that Valve did to help with that. So, I was playing Elden Ring on the system, and it was playing beautifully at 60 frames a second and the steam os has a built-in limiter you can put it as a limit to 60 fps or 30 fps or 15 fps 
and playing it at 60 FPS with about 50% brightness going with whatever presets were in the, when I loaded the game up because it detects you're playing on the deck and goes, okay, well maybe we'll knock some of the visuals down. I had about an hour of play at full battery. And when I went back out to the main screen, it was at 50%. So heavy hitters like Elden Ring are going to drain your battery faster. I was playing Hitman 2 while waiting for my oil change today, and it nudged the battery. Maybe a half hour play burnt through maybe 15% battery. So that was better than expected. And Hitman 2 is a couple years old, but again, still plays great was visually very good on the vita or i'm sorry <laughs> the vita the uh <laughs> <laughs> the steam deck and playing out in the open of the mechanic shop i can hear the visuals i was just doing the the i wasn't doing a headset or anything i was using the inset speakers and it was pretty decent so <sighs> Like I said, Steam OS allows you to limit the frames so that way it, it cuts down on the graphics power that's needed, which naturally cuts down on the total draw power. You can actually go into the system, and, and this isn't something a lot of console only people would realize or ever see, but Steam allows you to limit the amount of total draw from your battery as far as power goes. So that way you're not pulling as much, but that means you might be getting less frames or some hitches every now and then it's really a, a tinkerer's dream when it comes to what valve put in this thing to be able to get the most out of it. What really impressed me was X cloud and streaming games barely seemed to hurt the battery at all. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That sounds pretty wild. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I could be sitting at home playing a streamed game and not necessarily have to be immediately next to an outlet. Now, now as far as downloading your games go, it connects to Steam and you just download them, or can you do some sort of file transferring that's already, for games that are already on your PC? So you have to download them. You can't just hook it up to a, a, your PC and transfer the game program files. So you have to have an internet connection and your download speeds will vary greatly depending on who your provider is. Gotcha. But I'm sure there's going to be somebody working on something in the background down the line that'll be able to just do like an auto transfer. That's again, the wonderful thing about what this system can do is it allows people to mess with it. Huh. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, has there been anything on there that you've played that um, you don't recommend playing on the Steam Deck? Like, is, is have, have you come across a game that's like, you know what, this is just not optimized screen-wise? Because, you know, some games will come out like the text is uh, way, way too small or like it's just, I think God of War, when it first came out, the text was just so small. I know uh, for me, Death Stranding, like <laughs> playing Death Stranding, like not sitting all up on my computer on, on, on my screen, the text was so small. I was trying to play it at night when my wife's watching TV on her TV, and I'm laying in the bed, you know, playing on my PlayStation, and I but I couldn't read the subtitles because they were so tiny. So, is there anything you've come across that like this is just not the ideal way to play? So, I have the Sega Mega Drive and Genesis Classics on my Steam account, and I tried loading that up, and it was just total but it, it just was not playing nice i actually had to do a different 
set of button press combos to get it to actually even show up on the on the screen. I tried loading up Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. It just seemed a little off, uh, and especially on a very text-heavy based game, when you're pulling up one of your cards or you're trying to see what the card your your opponent just played, and it's a wall of text, it, it's not going to translate well. I tried playing a little bit of Deathloop, and it just wasn't... I, I think I need to give that one a little more time, but in a very story driven game it like the sound was a little off and i was still trying to get used to the controls so those are really the the ones that i put some decent time into i haven't hit much else in my library but i've got a lot of indie stuff that is unknown on the system so it's really just going to take me a lot of time and i've only had the game the deck for about a week oh very cool very cool and anything else? I mean, you said there were some cons. I mean, I, outside of the battery, has that kind of been the only only downfall, or is it overall pretty pretty freaking solid? It's the biggest downfall because a system that's meant to be mobile, it comes with a forty five watt charger. So if you go to get a battery pack with it, it has to have a, at least a forty five forty five watt total draw power power push so that way it can charge while you play anything less than that it'll slowly it'll discharge at a slower rate albeit so that's the biggest issue that's the biggest issue anybody's going to point out controller layouts could be difficult for some people the face buttons a b x and y uses the traditional xbox layout some some people might be awkward I still like when I'm playing Elden Ring, it is a pretty large distance to go from the thumbstick to the B button. And okay. since the B button kind of sits on the handle, it's a little awkward. The deck also has four back buttons. People who've owned the, I think the PlayStation 4 came out with that attachment that allowed you yeah, to add. Yeah buttons to the back they're there i don't really know what they do they're supposed to be programmable at certain points but for instance playing elden ring one of the buttons makes me chug a uh, health pot and i found that out the hard way in the middle of a fight so <laughs> so you stopped and had to go through that whole animation <laughs> yeah meanwhile i got my head crushed in so that's amazing that, that was a waste uh the the buttons are a weird placement. You would usually rest them on your pinky and ring finger, which may not be strong enough to press the button or coordinated enough to press the button when you want to. So again, they're there. I don't find myself accidentally pressing them too much, but if I wanted to press them, I feel like it's a little awkward, gotcha. but that's a hardware thing. Nothing they could do about that. So I'm glad you made your way over to the buttons because that was one of the things I was concerned about. Like looking at the pictures of it, it seems like the face buttons are very high up on the actual real estate of the machine. Is it is it contoured on the back to where that's comfortable to hold? Because it looks like there's just a lot of girth kind of hanging, resting at your palm. Yeah, like I said, it's a heavy machine. So when you... Part of the benefit of them being so high up is that the weight of the deck sits on your pinky and ring finger and your palm, as opposed to 
having to hold up the weight with your thumbs and forefingers, especially since those are being used on the triggers and the face yeah. buttons. So I'm getting used to it. The more I play it, I, at this point, it's just it's another controller that can be used. And just remembering the layout is kind of what's helping me. Like I said, it's, I found myself dropping my left thumb to the trackpad as opposed to the D-pad when I wanted to just out of force of habit. I'm slowly weaning myself off of that. Now, as far does it have like a dock or something that it comes with, or is it just you know? That's going to be introduced a little later. Valve has committed to releasing the dock. It's not available yet, but that hasn't stopped people from three D printing their own docks. And ultimately, it's just a USB C to HDMI, and okay. it hooks up to a monitor, and you can use it just like a computer. Steam the Steam Deck can you can actually boot it into desktop mode, which is just desktop Linux. If you're familiar with Windows, you'll you'll mostly be familiar with what Linux does. Very cool, very cool. What about um, Bluetooth controllers or anything like that? Yep, it's got Bluetooth in it. You can hook up a uh, Xbox, a PlayStation controller. I'm not. They probably don't have the drivers out yet for any of like the Dual Sense features for the PS5. But you can hook them up, use them. So if you have the system docked and you want to play something controller-wise or put up a Bluetooth keyboard so you can type things easier, people have been testing it out as like a PC workstation. They have word processors, uh, web browsing. So from, at max, a $650 computer that can also play games, I I think it's a steal at that price because the next closest versions are like the i i and neo one at like thirteen hundred dollars man that's awesome dude you just like sold me like reignited my desire to get one of these like ah man <laughs> like so uh shout out to jared friend of the show like we've been messaging back and forth about this thing for a while and like when it first came out kalai and i sat down we actually did uh one of the first patreon super loot bros episodes just kind of going over the specs of the steam deck and like i'm a handheld guy like i love i love handhelds um i i freaking i I don't know i was just like man this would be really cool and i loved it you know we travel a lot so i was thinking man get a steam deck dude take your whole freaking pc library play all the resident evils on the go and i don't know so i was i was on the fence about it and i was like you know what i'll let it come out and see what you know what happens and plus Knowing that I can't just get one day one, I was like, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just wait and kind of wait and see, wait and see. But now I'm over here wishing I would have put in my pre-order <laughs> and got in on it because, like, I, you know, I don't know. So Jared and I have been messaging back and forth, and we were sharing pictures of. Uh, he was sharing it with me, like the size comparisons to other handhelds. It's and massive, you know, and how massive this thing looks. And uh, man, that's it's really exciting, dude. So I'm, I'm, I'm. Really appreciate you coming on and talking about it. So you talk about traveling with every Steam Deck, they provide a premium carrying case. This thing is a hard shell carrying case molded for the Steam Deck, comes with a nice little screen protector inside, and it even has a little cutout in the back so you can bundle up the charger in its included mesh net and carry that with you. So that way it's it's <laughs> nicely tucked. And I even threw my 
uh, earbuds case in there with it. And it all fits nicely. It has a little handle, like your little boy going with your lunch, going off to school. Dude, that <laughs> My, <is> amazing. <laughs> I actually, I brought it into work the other day so I could play a little bit on my lunch break, wanted to see how it held up in the wild. And I work with a bunch of older gentlemen, a lot of uh, retired law enforcement guys who don't get my our generation of gaming, but they understand me. And they're looking at me and they, they make mention. I said, hey, hey, hold on. You're telling me if you had the chance to do your favorite thing in the world during your lunch break, you wouldn't go out hunting or you wouldn't go off to the firing range. And they go, yeah, you're right. I said, this is this is what I do. This is how I I relax and enjoy myself. There you go, man. There you go. Yeah, we used to do that a lot. We used to ride out in the, to the firing range on our lunch breaks because there's one right beside, um, not far from our shop. And then we go through stints where we'll put you know Xboxes and Playstations in the office and play on our lunch break. As a matter of fact, I played Resident Evil Four on the xbox one in my office this past week with last week uh on one of my lunch breaks so you give me the opportunity buddy you better believe (laughs) i'm gonna play some games i'm gonna do something so that's awesome so well matt is there anything else you want to share about your experience with it or anything else you want to kind of say that i think you've answered all the questions that i personally had so the nice part about it is if you want one, yeah, it's going to be a wait, but you can go to Steam right now. You could put your $5 down and it puts you in a queue. And when it comes to your turn, they'll let you know. And it's $5. If you decide you don't want it at that time when it's available, just cancel your reserve. They give you $5 back to your Steam account, which to me is always going to go towards something. Yep. And Unlike trying to hunt down a PS5 or Xbox, it's you're in a queue. You have to be a, a Steam account holder for longer than I think it. I forget the timeline, but it it made it so a person just couldn't go register a a Steam account when they heard the pre-orders were going live and managed to scoop up a whole bunch of them. Right. So it was really a, a good anti-scalper process. So. You know, five dollars if you think you're going to want it down the line. Ain't going to, you know, price of a cup of coffee or price of a little bit over or under a gallon of gas, depending on where you're at. <laughs> I was about to say, depending on where you're at. Yeah, <laughs> that junk is high. So, well, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, you know what? That's actually that's pretty clever. That's a pretty smart way of doing things. Just go ahead and, and put down on it, and then who knows? So, yeah. So, Matt, thank you for coming on here, man, and talking shot with me, talking about some. Some freaking games talking about Steam Deck, dude. I really I appreciate that. This has been been really cool, you know. And you, you didn't know it yet. I didn't know it yet. But you coming in clutch and and being the guy to kind of like you know fill in tonight. I really really appreciate that. And uh, as far as I know, you uh, recently joined the uh, the Nintendo Driftcast. Yeah, Joe and Cly asked me to be on. Uh, I've been a lifelong Nintendo gamer as well, so I can talk. Like I said earlier, I could talk shop about anything, but I, I could definitely talk shop about Nintendo. Especially, I was there midnight picking up my Nintendo Switch, and uh, just the other day, my Facebook came up said, "Hey, remember this a couple years ago? F- five years ago now at this point?" And I was playing Zelda Breath of the Wild well into the night. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you in the loop, man. Glad for you to be a part of this. I appreciate you uh, being a patron 
I definitely want to give a shout out to all the patrons. You guys have been uh, so good to us. Uh, we got some more of the pledges coming up now that I, I'm going to have a little bit of a break. I'm, I'm going through the hiring process for my, uh, for my MLO. I don't know if I, I say that enough on here, but I'm pretty, uh, pretty proud of it. <laughs> yeah, folks, give it up for Daryl for sticking through with that and getting that done. Very so, happy for you, man. I want to give a shout out to, to my brother because he passed his test two days ago. So yeah. we were doing this together and uh, we both failed our first attempt. And then we both passed our second attempt. And so he called me uh, two days ago. I just walked in the door, got home from work. And he was like, man, uh, I need to talk to you about something. And I didn't know he had scheduled his second test yet. And he was just like, he kind of let, built it up like something was going wrong with his marriage. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, man. I'm like, my stomach's like turning a little bit. I'm like, please don't tell me something's going on, man. Please tell me y'all are good. Uh, I mean, we're very fortunate. My wife and I've been together for 20 years. Uh, him and his wife have been together almost as long. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're both great women, you know? So I'm like, you know, I don't want, I don't want anything to happen. So <laughs> he kind of like, <laughs> he kind of set this thing up, sad and super sad. He's like, man, I just wanted to, you know, I, he's like, I, I know I can't expect you not to tell your wife this. He's like, but I just wanted to let you know. And, and I asked that you didn't tell her. He's like, but I just passed my MLO. And I was like, you mother of <laughs> So, and they came over last night and we hung out for a few hours, just shooting the breeze. And, and we, we, we were riffing. Cause like you have to learn so many stupid laws and like, and I know, and maybe I don't say this on the show, but like an MLO is a mortgage loan originator. So any guy, anytime you guys want to buy a house, you have to go through a loan officer, somebody who can negotiate rates with you, who can pull credit, uh, do credit repair, all those things. And to go uh, on, you know, in behalf of you and the lender and make the deal. And so uh, it's something that you know, we were talking about going into business together and doing, but it's like a notoriously obnoxiously hard test that you have to pass after taking a course that isn't even representative of the job. Like, sure, there's things that you learn that you have to know, laws you have to abide by, but the actual test and the actual job are not the same. And so uh, it kind of weeds out the people who may or may not be good for this industry. And so <laughs> we were sitting down last night and just making the worst puns based on the initials of the different laws we had to learn. <laughs> Dude, it, we, we, I was like, man, we should have started a TikTok. We, we were laughing and just riffing off each other. We were both just so freaking thrilled to be done with this stuff. So uh, we're both hired. Um, we both are going to work for Buyer's Choice Lending. Shout out. And uh, so we're on the onboarding process. And then we have our training, all this crap. So it's very, very exciting. It's very cool. Uh, my brother, my sister, and I are all going to be in business together in the next few oh, weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. This is like, it's a dream come true, really. Like we all, my sister got in and I like started to work with her, like just kind of learning the process like two and a half years ago. And I took this promotion at my job that was probably realistically not good for, for me and where I want to eventually be. It was more so a distraction and a, and a stressor and uh, for not much more money, like, like pennies more. So it definitely wasn't the best uh, financial decision. So uh, watching her become wildly successful and open multiple businesses and mo multiple uh, you know, brokerages, it's like, all right, I got to get on board. And so my brother and I were both in, you know, we're going to do this together. 
So sure enough, here we are, man. We're uh, we're both we both passed. We're both onboarding, and um, you know, who knows in a year, yeah, two years, I don't know. We'll have our own our own business, and then the three of us, you know, we'll be in, in it together. It's very very exciting. So I say all that to say this: I'm, I got, got a little window to knock out some games and play some Horizon. I've been pledged to play some Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm actually really excited about it. I think I'm gonna do the PS5 upgrade and just dive on in. It's worth it, man. I, I'm I'm excited, dude. Like I'll, I like I'm, it's wild how stress works. You take a little bit of stress off your plate now. It's like, dude, I can beat all these big games. Bring them on, Death Stranding. Bring them on, <laughs> Elden Ring. Bring them on, GTA. That's another one. GTA Five just did their PS5 release. Careful, somebody else is going to pledge you to play some. Uh, oh, I know. I've anime been... titties games. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm done with those. <laughs> yeah, I got those other people in, in this podcast that can can do the the jiggles and the and no, yeah anime games. Y'all go right ahead. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah, super stoked to have this conversation with you tonight. Um, I'm definitely going to have you back on, Matt. I want to have you in the loop and doing more stuff with us. Uh, you are very articulate and you're very intelligent when you talk. So it's very interesting. Oh, thank you. You sound like a game reviewer, like you. You you sound like somebody who uh, who wrote a five thousand uh, you know word essay to to get your thoughts together. So I definitely I enjoyed it. It's been pretty cool. So. No, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Patreons. Keep doing what you're doing. We're gonna keep bringing some content to you. I'm sitting down with the boys tomorrow, and we are recording our uh, uh, Dead by Daylight. Um, I don't uh, introspective. Maybe it's not going to be a review so much. It's I'm going to have the boys explain the game, and they can explain it in a way that I don't know that I can because they they understand everything. And I'm hoping that you guys listening will find that interesting because the game has its hooks in me, no pun intended. And it's a uh, it's something I want to get back to. I'm probably I may even play some of that tomorrow. So. It's a, it's a very interesting game, and it's a game that I wouldn't mind getting a crew together with the podcast, playing a little Dead by Daylight. So it's a it's a it's fun. It's a fun game. So and I think it's crossplay. Yeah, it's crossplay. We play PC players all the time, and you can play with on Switch, Xbox, all that stuff. So it's not something locked down to a platform. We can all get together and uh, and have a good time. So definitely something I want to lean into a little bit. Um, shout out to the Discord. If you guys are not a part of our Discord, please go go join that. There are links in the show notes. I put our link tree in there. It's got a link to the Discord that does not expire. Go check out the YouTube. Check out the uh, the Patreon. Check out the Discord. And get in the conversations in the coming weeks. I'm going to have uh, a couple more game developers on. Uh, I'm going to have uh, some of my musician buddies on. And not to sit here and have like a slow jerk slow jerk to our actual music but one of the guys that i've done a lot of music with has never ever come on any of my podcasts and talked about games or music or anything so i reached out to him and i was like hey man you know you did the theme song for the podcast you've done i've played i think nine or ten of our songs you know at the end of the show i think i have 12 or 13 total and uh so i wanted to have him on and kind of talk about just some of the lyrics, some of the inspiration behind it. He's a gamer. He's a streamer. Uh, for a while there, he was streaming League of Legends pretty regular. And so he's got a different uh, appetite for gaming than you normally hear on the show. So it's be be pretty cool to have another diverse opinion. 
Uh, the affectatious Sony Pony is coming on at the end of April. CJ's making his return, and we're going to do um, a big talk on games. We'll, we're going to talk about more games on that episode than you guys can shake a stick at. So it'll be very reminiscent of our end of the year episode we did uh, where I, we sat down and talked about all kinds of stuff. So <laughs> I got to play some games so I can keep up with it, man. And uh, yeah, so it's got lots of cool stuff coming up. So thank you, Matt. Thank you, listeners. This has been the Loot Bros Podcast, and we're out of here. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm coming back in here real fast just to let you know that the song at the end of this episode is Judge by my band Ninja Loot. We have been in the studio uh, knocking out another song. This one's going to be a collaborative track. We're going to have multiple vocalists from other bands on. Uh, instrumentally, one of the simplest songs we've ever written. The song, um, the one that we're in the studio working on now, was actually written as just like a dumb breakdown song just to just to play. And uh, it became one of the fan favorites for us to play live. Well, now that we're not playing live and we're just a studio band, we wanted to... Uh, use the track, but not use it as it was originally written. Like use it as you know, make it something new, but yet still something old. So what we did was we reached out to a couple bands, had them lay down some lines. We did some some of our own, and it is ferocious. So that's coming up very very soon. Uh, but this song was our latest single, the most recent one we dropped about two three months ago. This song is Judge. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind. If you dig it, I'm not saying go do it if you don't dig it. If you dig it, go to Spotify, uh, give it a give it the heart. Go to YouTube, give it the thumbs up. Uh, share it with a friend. If you know anybody that likes to bang their head to heavy music and you think this is uh, halfway decent, please share it with them. Thank you so much.
Good.